Excelsior True Believers, there's a new podcast called In the Gutter, starring yours truly, Wallcrawler One. And Turk182 from the podcast, Our Moms Think We're Funny. In the Gutters will explore all of comicdom, from the depths of the Atlantean Oceans all the way to the up, up, and aways of the expanses of the multiverses. We'll sleep, eat, and full bleed from the local comic shops to the grave for you here on In the Gutters. Please join us for our premier podcast found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, Spotify, and CastBox. Also, expect X-Men and Claremont. Lots of X-Men and Claremont. Well, our moms think we're funny. Hey everyone, I'm Comey. Hey everybody, this is Turk182. So, welcome to our Moms Think We're Funny. Oh, and um, so It's a podcast. It's our podcast. It is. <laughs> we, we just showed up here. <laughs> it's ours now, bitches. <laughs> um, hmm. I got like a mouthful of cookie right now. Yeah, I didn't mean to... Uh, typically, I would just start the podcast on purpose when you had a mouthful of cookie, but this time it was an accident. Oh, no. So, um... So, what are we talking about, sir? Okay. You said you were picking the topic today. So, uh, last week, I had a dream. And, um... It was a pretty decent dream, but... And I don't remember everything. You know when you first wake up, you remember, like... A lot about your dream. Yeah. And then as the day kind of goes on, all the elements that you remember so well in the beginning just start fading away. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if I don't write my dreams down, I never remember them. So I had this dream, and um, in this dream, I actually I had gone on a date with somebody, or I met this girl. Um, anyway, so, but in the dream, we kissed. Hmm. And I remember, you know, waking up and. And uh, it was, it was like, oh, okay. I, I remember, I remember the kiss, and the, the sensations, of the kiss. It all felt, you know, in my head, it all felt like a real kiss. Well, hmm. I've kissed one before, right? I'm not, I'm not trying to brag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to brag. Just as a matter of fact. Oh, oh yeah, is it someone I know, Turk? Or yeah. do I not know her? Did she move away? <laughs> no, I mean, I really have. Okay, I mean, you know, you'll get there eventually. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Now, hold on. We got to start off with kissing first, <laughs> and then we can move up to the actual sex. Oh, shit. I've been doing it backwards all this time. Here's <laughs> a face in the clouds. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got you to gotta, gotta learn, learn to crawl before you learn to walk, you know. Um, uh, but then I never let you get to walking. Just crawl, bitch, crawl. <laughs> uh, so, um, but no, so, so I, you know, I obviously I've kissed someone before, so I know what kissing feels like. But when I thought about it, I thought about... Back when I was younger, and I have dreams about things like that, and I had dreams about you know uh, kissing a girl, and then when I actually did kiss a girl, it felt the same as it did in the dream. Mm-hmm. Before I had ever actually done it. Okay. Do you recall anything like that, or ever having a dream about something happening, and then when it did happen, it felt the same way as it did in the dream? Hmm. I, I'm gonna say sex was actually like that, honestly. So, 
when you had kind of weird to jump directly to that, but yeah. <laughs> and so when you had sex, sex was was pretty much just like it's like wow, this felt just like it did in a dream. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So that got me thinking um, about the movie Akira, which we've talked about a lot. Oh yeah, great movie. Um, and the the I see what I'm trying to think of exactly how I how I had it worded here. Um, thinking about Akira and the the power of like the perception of dreams, right? Because it seems kind of odd that we could dream about something, uh, especially something that is a physical like uh, uh, a physical sensation before we've ever actually experienced it. Yeah. So like it kind of like like people can tickle you, but you can't tickle yourself. Right. Yeah. Like, like why? If I'm if I'm touching myself in the same spot that someone else would touch me to tickle me. Why is it I can't tickle myself? Right, yeah. So, we're talking about a sensation here that, you know, can only really come from interaction with someone else. Like, again, not, not to get all sexual or whatever, but I can masturbate and it feels one way, but if someone else is masturbating me, it mm-hmm. feels different. Oh, very. Well, why is it that we know what these sensations feel like before we've ever experienced them? And that's what made me think hmm. about but the whole thing in Akira where they're talking about how, you know, there's a the whole point where, is it Kay that says to um, to um, Kaneda that how do, how do the human beings go from these single-celled you know, organisms to being able to build atomic bombs? Right, yeah. You know, there must be something within us, something in our genetic code that we either unlock along the way, either as we evolve as people, and the, the more we evolve, the more we're able to access that. Uh, or maybe it's always there and we just aren't able to, we don't know what it is. We're not able to actually to, to make sense of it, but it's always there. Right. Um, or, or maybe as we evolve, we then get to the point where um, this thing is kind of unlocked for us. Yeah. But in our bodies, in this case, we know what things feel like before we've ever actually experienced them. Yeah. Why is that? I don't know. So that's kind of what I want to talk about. Yeah. That, that is interesting. I never really thought much about that. Because it, it really is kind of it's kind of odd when you think about it. Yeah. Like, well, it's like, how would I know this? If I've done it before and I'm dreaming about it, not like like kissing, right. I've kissed before, so yeah, of course, I mean, like, my mind's going to go back and be like, yes, here is that experience. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pull from that memory. Right, right. And I'm going to put into your dream. But before that, where are you pulling that from? You know, this, this may, like, somehow kind of connect with, like, closure, or at least it's what Scott McCloud calls closure in Understanding Comics, where he talks about how the human brain fills in information that it doesn't see. And, of course, he's talking in the context of comics. He's saying that, like, you know, there's there's stuff off-panel or stuff that happens in between panels right. that you don't see, but your brain fills in those those blanks. Based off of, you know, here's here's what limited information I have. I'm going to use that to kind of construct the missing pieces. Which is something I struggle with whenever I'm writing a comic book is that I don't need to show every little thing to go from panel to panel. I right, can go from right. this panel to this panel. And, of course, your mind's going to fill that in. But sometimes I feel like I need to show that, but I really don't. Right, yeah. And uh, Chris Schweitzer actually talked about that when he was working on the Creeps book, too. Because there's a page where, like... One of the characters is like, hey, toss me a shirt, and he shows the panel of them, like, tossing him the shirt, and then it just lands on the character's head. And he was like, 
you know, he realized that it's like, oh, I can just take out this panel of them tossing the shirt. Because all you have to see is that he says, toss me the shirt, and the next panel you see all the shirt landed on his head. Right. It's like, that's all the information you need. You can fill in, you know, from point A to point B without me actually showing it. So. Mm-hmm. So I think I think there's something similar to that going on with like dreams where it's like you do have you do have access to certain sensations that like you can kind of, your brain kind of takes and then can extrapolate from. So whether that's like um you know I've I've dreamed about wearing certain types of like clothing or materials that I hadn't actually worn in real life and then when I actually wore it it felt that way. Um I'm I'm trying to remember. I feel like I've actually been injured in dreams and then, like, injured that way in real life years later and it felt the same way. I I could be misremembering that, though. Hmm. But uh, I I just, I think that's, like, you know, as far as that kind of thing goes, like, your brain does have pain receptors. It It has been like, okay, well, you know, yes, you've hurt your arm. You may have never hurt your leg. But we know what that pain in the arm feels like. We're just going to dream about, you know, transferring that pain to the leg. Right. So I, I think that's the brain's way of executing closure. So even when you're doing something that's more like sensual, like, you know, physical contact, it's like you, you have had some form of limited contact with somebody, whether it's like, okay, so you've never kissed somebody romantically. You may have like, you know, a relative might have like given you a peck or something like that. And so then it just extrapolates and, and builds from there. But how does it know? It's like it's like in the Matrix when uh, when when they're eating um, the 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 grits. Yeah, and uh, and Mouse is, says, you know, it's like you know, as, how does Matrix know what you know what this tastes like? You know, maybe to me, you know, this tastes like this. That's why everything tastes like chicken. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, how does it know what to pull that? So even if your if your brain is taking these different sensations and it's putting them together, how does it know that's the right combination? Hmm. So here's something that that is a, a possible, just something else to just kind of think about. What if, just what if, in those times when your brain has, because obviously you know our dreams are manifestations of whatever is going on right. in, in our in our lives. So, um, I think a lot of times I'll when someone says something about a dream, I was like, oh, it could just be a piece of undercooked potato, right. which of course no one ever gets. But <laughs> yeah, that's a line from a uh, Christmas Carol when yeah. he's first talking to the first ghost. And he's like, you know, he's like, you're not really just a, you know, a piece of like a undigested meat or undercooked potato. Right. Right. Um, because, you know, if you ever have like a, if you eat too much before you go to bed and you have a stomach ache, that will actually create a, a really bad dream or a weird dream or a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, just like if um, when I used to live at, at, um, in my mom's house, where my bedroom was was a an addition that had been built onto the house. It was almost like a almost like a little sunroom it had all these windows. Yeah. But there was no because uh, the house is older. It didn't have any ventilation. Mm-hmm. So I would shut the door, um, and I didn't have a fan in there, and so it would get it would start off really cool, but then with this with all those windows, even if the with the blinds are shut, light would start would hit those windows, and that room would just get warm, and it would get warm real quick. And I'd be in there, and now the temperature would rise, and I'd start having these fever dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, sometimes fever dreams can be kind of cool. Sometimes they can be really bad. But it was all because of that heat. Um, yeah, yeah. Which is what you get when you go to like a sweat lodge or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get those kind of those kind of dreams. Um, and then you know, if you uh, 
you know, you have a really shitty day at work or whatever, you know, that kind of stuff will manifest your dreams. Just like people are like, oh, I don't want to watch a horror movie and then go to bed. Well, why not? Well, because the things that you, you know, saw are going to show up in your dreams. So. And horror movies don't usually affect my dreams, which is weird. I remember the first time I saw American Wolf in London that night when I went to bed, I had a dream that I was constantly running. <laughs> Like from a werewolf, like no matter, I was constantly running from a werewolf. Yeah, and it was it was like I continued like I would, it wasn't catching up to me, but I was like running constantly from it. It's yeah, just constantly yeah. running. It was, just, it was weird. Um, but uh, so uh, I'm trying to get back to where I was going with this. All right. So the um, you've got you've got the um, the you know your dream is is telling you um this or that or you know. Your, your dream is coming from some from like whatever's going on. So if I have anything like a, a sex related dream, it's probably because of something I saw or experienced during the day. Right. And the weird thing about dreams is like sometimes it's something you experience really early in the day that you may not have even thought about any time later on, but it's there in your mind and then it'll show up sixteen yep. hours later in your yeah. dream. You're like, What? Where'd that come from? I'm like, oh that's right. I you know, I picked up that penny earlier and it was like heads down <laughs> and I was like, Oh what? And it's like, Oh look, hey Blinks on his face just like he was in the theater and then next thing you know there's a clip in the office where uh one of the one of the guys, he's like a tall, skinny guy, and he winds up like accidentally doing an Abe Lincoln thing. Like, he just happens to be, like, walking through the park, and he finds a top hat, and he just, like, puts it on, and everybody surrounds him, like, oh, here's here's the retrospective on Abe Lincoln's life. <laughs> and so, like, at first, he's just, like, kind of, like, nervous, and like, no, no, you got the wrong guy, but then by the end of it, he's, like, totally into it, and he's, like, going through all the guy's details, he's like, well, my time is up, I have to go to the theater with my wife. And everyone's like, no, don't do it, and he's like, I need her like I need another hole in the head. See ya. <laughs> and he leaves. <laughs> it's, like, such a good line. <laughs> oh, what time is it? Oh, uh, time. Well, thirteen minutes. <laughs> oh, okay. Good. Yeah. So, um, so you know these things that that manifest. So, if I, if you know, as a as someone that had never younger had never experienced, you know, the touch of a woman, right? Uh, and and I'm and I'm having a dream about it. It's probably because you know there's some girl that uh, that I really liked in school, you know, whatever. Maybe she gave me a pat on the back or a hug or something like that. And uh, and and then you know that later showed up in my dream, right? So what if? And again, just throwing this out there. What if when we actually do experience that? The sensations that we're that we're feeling that are the that are being translated to our brain, yeah, or being being sent to our brain, our brain is translating into the preconceived sensations from our dream. So we're not actually experiencing it for what it is. Ah. it's taking that from where, where like, I think this is what it's supposed to be. So your brain's already created the template of the feeling, right? And it's and just then, applying it, right? And then when you do it, it's like, okay, now I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna translate it. I'm gonna like babble fishy sensations into this is what it is, huh. you know. And that makes a lot of sense, but that also makes me really mad at my brain because of the disappointing times I've had sex. Right. So, <laughs> and so that that's why that's why you know, fuck your brain, fuck you. <laughs> that's why every time I have sex, it tastes like chicken. <laughs> I'm I'm just putting it out there. I'm not saying that's what happens, but yeah, just like like a what well, if? No, like it's a plausible theory. So, what are your thoughts? Uh, I mean that that makes sense. I mean, like, like I said, the only other thing I can think of, the only like alternative explanation I could think of, is just that like 
your brain is taking what limited information it has and it's applying it to other like areas. But I mean, no, I mean, what, like what you're saying there makes sense. I've heard other people talk about that with like our perception of colors and things like that, that like you only know the color orange based off of what your brain tells you is orange. Mm -hmm. And like what's orange to you may look like something totally different to someone else. Well, you know, I think it's kind of weird because they say that what, you know, what we see is the refraction of light off an object. Mm -hmm. And this is what's really weird is that, you know, it takes light from the sun, what, eight minutes to reach the earth? Yeah. And so we're seeing that. Um, we're, we're seeing the reflection of light off of something. But because of the, um, and, you know, light moves at, you know, tremendous rate of speed. And all that, but theoretically speaking, theoretically speaking, that could be wrong because I, I, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of thinking about this. Just you know, everything that we do, are we moving like a fraction of a of a second behind what we're actually doing? Hmm. Explain what you mean. Okay, so if I'm looking, so let's say you, you throw a ball at me, right? The ball is moving, but I'm not actually seeing the ball. I'm seeing the the uh, reflection of light off the ball. Mm-hmm. But it takes time for that light to hit the ball, to hit my eye, right? And and then register. Okay. So, so I'm going to act based upon what I'm seeing, in this case a ball coming at me, to catch it. Yeah. But I have to wait. But since I'm not actually really seeing the ball moving, I'm seeing the light re- reflecting off of it. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole like you know I don't know like a micro of a second delay right in that trans in that transaction there okay so when I go okay. to move to do something I'm actually moving like in this case maybe two microseconds behind right. the actual thing okay that makes sense so in that case then when you're playing like a sport or something and they, you know throwing someone throwing a ball at you you've got to run you've somehow trained your brain. In this case, to like, by the time I see this, like, I'm I'm actually trying I'm like, pre anticipating what's going to happen before right it before it actually registers to me. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I mean, I'm just I'm spitballing here. Yeah, I would say that like you know those microseconds are not really perceptible like to our brains just because of how we've processed light for you know. Thousands and thousands of years. But yeah, no, I mean, like, it, it all makes sense as a theory. And, like, the things we see, like, light is, doesn't it, when it hits our, uh, with our, our cornea, mm-hmm. doesn't it invert it? Yeah. So does that mean everything's upside down? Uh, no, because, like, after it passes through the cornea, it, like, reinverts it right side up again. Well, that just sounds like slavery extra steps. <laughs> <laughs> Well, somebody's getting laid in their dreams. <laughs> I mean, really, what's the what's the point of that, right? If if I remember right, I like I haven't done like science shit since before I graduated. So. I mean, that'd be like me talking to you, but in between, I have like, a Spanish interpreter, right? <laughs> that then takes what I say, translates it into Spanish, gives it to another Spanish interpreter, translates right. it back to English, and then tells you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think that's what it does. You know what? Let's Google that. Let's do that. Learning is fun. Not really. <laughs> Welcome to Science Cast, ladies and gentlemen. Learning's a job, and a job ain't nothing but work. <laughs> Do 
the eyes invert images. Um, okay, let's see what Cora has to say. What, what, no. What, what, no? Yeah, just, I hate Cora. It's like the worst fucking website. Oh. Hate it, hate it, hate it. Um. Oh, you know, Cora is run by Siri. <laughs> that explains a lot. Yeah. Like, I've started my own website. It's called Fuck What You Ask Me. I'm going to tell you something else. <laughs> um. Yeah. I'm just trying to make sure I find the right kind of answer. Um, Why don't you just go to like Wikipedia and just look up eyeballs? Because then that's a lot of information because it's not just going to talk about the inversion. Yeah, but you could like scroll down to the picture where it talks about like how the <laughs> light interprets, uh, your eyes interpret light and like pictures and stuff, right? Uh, I guess so. Uh, light coming from your right hits a cone on the left of your retina. Yeah, this is so really... Get me out of Cora, please. This is this is so funny. This guy's like injection needle. If you look at it, it's a uh, it's a hot glue gun. Yeah, it's been painted. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a very good movie. It's not at all. Okay, human eye Wikipedia. Uh, you have a Wikipedia just for the human eye? Hi, <laughs> Wiki. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Uncle jokes. Bam. Boom. So this movie is, uh, what was it, like Anuyasha Bikini Samurai Squad or something? No, such? it's Onabichin. Uh, uh, <laughs> ja- Japanese words, Japanese words. Yeah, Onichambara Bikini Samurai Squad. Okay, it's been a great movie. <laughs> Which is a, uh, a live-action version of the video game. Yeah. I'm glad they stopped doing the blood spatters in the camera, finally. Good, that's nice. Uh, structure vision, I guess it would be under vision. Oh, under pressure. Doom, 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 doom. Yeah, the, the, the Yo, VIP. <laughs> I'm going so low. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, that took so many years off my life. <laughs> oh, that damn vanilla ice. <laughs> damn, damn, damn. Oh, that damn vanilla eyes. <laughs> yeah. Fixational eye movements, vestibulo-ocular reflexes, smooth pursuit movement. All I want to know is about the ding-dang inversion. Yeah, just, I, I cannot find it on Wikipedia. They don't have the image that you were talking about. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Doesn't have the image at all. Um... What is human eye? Thanks, Google. Um, <laughs> Tommy Wiseau explains science. <laughs> what is human eye? Okay, so our eyes have convex lenses, and it does form an inverted image on the retina. The other part is handled in your optic, in the optic part of your brain itself, and part of its job is to make the images right side up. Okay, so it's not another factor of the eye. The eye does invert it, but the brain right, writes it. Okay. So I was wrong. It's not the eye, it's the brain. So, because our eyes are, are convex, it automatically, like, inverts it, like when you're looking in a spoon. Yeah. Gotcha. Interesting. Okay. So, we learned something. Yeah. 
See? A couple of fucking nerds. And you know what that means, though? We can actually mark this podcast as being educational. Sweet. Bam. Is that better uh, ad revenue dollars? I don't know. I think the... Uh, the Bill Lam- Nye who? <laughs> I think the Lambda Moo episode was very educational. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say Neil deGrasse Tyson better get back in the ring, baby, because we're taking over the science shit. <laughs> <laughs> now all we got to do is just get Jason and Bob out of the way. <laughs> oh, my God, Neil, you're such a fucking nerd. <laughs> Yeah, okay, interesting. Uh, man, it's been ages since I've done any of this, like, human anatomy science stuff. Yeah, I hear Barkley. Silent Bob and I do the science uh, segments. <laughs> I would love to get Jason Mewes or Kevin Smith on the show. Uh, that, that would be awesome. I, I, I doubt, seriously, they would be on there. But um, it'd be fun. Well, I don't think any of the celebrities we've talked about having on the show would actually come on the show. Yeah. We're terrible people. We are. <laughs> they would want nothing to do with us. I think that's the bad thing about about our podcast is that <laughs> yes, we would love to have somebody, but the the things that we say, they're like they would want to distance themselves so much from that. <laughs> like if, even even if our particular podcast wasn't anything like that, like yeah. it, we just, we kept it really tame, and so I'd be like, no, but all the other ones would just be like, no, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> I I think one of my biggest fears though would be like. We finally get, you know, some some big name A-lister celebrity on it's the a, podcast. It's a zombie Gogo Yabari. It is. It's a good movie. Um, but yeah, I, I like, I, we'd finally get somebody like that on there. And without even thinking, I would just like open up the episode with like, the funny thing about retards. <laughs> retards are wonderful things. The tops are made out of rubber. The bottoms are made out of rubber. Oh, sorry. You were, you were going somewhere else with that, right? <laughs> oh, God. The CG is so bad in this movie. Okay, the the girl like saved the, the other the the other girl with the from the zombie. Yeah, by um, shooting a shotgun at their general direction. Right, he shot it at the head, but it didn't go through the zombie's head and kill the girl, which is what it should have done. <laughs> and now zombie go go Yabari. Um, yeah, this is. Uh, Here's the thing: she's just as deadly as the regular go go, <laughs> but. I wouldn't do her. Oh, of course not. She doesn't look anything like the actual Go-Go. Yeah. She looks really bad. Yeah, she does. I would obliterate the real Go-Go, though. The actress. (laughs) Uh, So, So, so yeah. So, going back to the whole thing, I I think it's interesting, you know, just kind of like how our brain interprets and does things. And and the idea of, like, what a sensation is and and how uh, we... And how we interpret sensations mm-hmm. is, uh, is is kind of odd. Like, you know, whether whether we're, we're feeling it for what it really is or is it our brain kind of like... I mean, if that's the case, then could you, could you then teach your brain to say that this is not... Uh, they say, like, this is not pain. Yeah. Well, I mean, people do. <laughs> well, I mean, are they really... Are they just teaching themselves to block it out? I don't know. Um, I feel like something like the Shaolin monks or something are just blocking it out. They're like, they're they're doing the whole "I'm going to my cave" kind of thing, right. and like they're they're separating themselves mentally from it. But I think there are people who actually do interpret pain as pleasure or whatever. Well, yeah, like you know, masochists. Yeah. So yeah, I, I feel like there are some people who do that, and uh, I think a large part of that has to be like the wiring of the brain. Because, like, you know, me, I don't think there's any point where, like, getting, like, hit with a riding crop is at any point going to register as pleasurable to me. 
because my brain is just not wired that way. Right. So. Well, as I said, I was I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about like I said, all the times where I had experienced something, and um, I was like, "Huh, is uh, like how do how did I know that's what it would feel like?" Yeah. And um, and it could be that you might know, say that whenever we remember something, like every time we remember it, our brain is actually uh, is rewriting that memory. Right. So we never remember something the way it really happened. Every time we remember it, we recall that moment, but our brain rewrites it and and sees it again differently than it was the first time. Yeah. And I guess the longer it's been since the actual memory, the more things are, I guess, inaccurate. Mm-hmm. Which is, which is odd, because um, this is something I heard on NPR, God, about maybe a couple months back, and they were talking about it, and uh, and they were saying that uh, it was a thing with, uh, with mice, how... They they had they were putting these mice in this uh, like maze or whatever and they uh, had this cheese there and they would go to get the cheese and when they would get to get it they would deliver a shock yeah and so then they they kind of learned that if the cheese was in this one spot right when they go in to get it they would get a shock so mm-hmm. they would stop going there hmm. and then they took the mice out of that and uh, for like a week or so and then put them back in. And the mice had completely forgotten that that would give them a shock if they went to it. Yeah. And they had to kind of be retrained. So when they looked at that, they were like, oh, these memories don't actually stay in your head. That pathway or whatever it is isn't always there. Right, right. It has to be reconnected. Hmm. And so when you remember something, like you're rebuilding that connection there. So yeah. it's never re- it's never remembered the same. You're not tapping into like something that's already there. Like like going back. Like like you're like, all oh, your memories are DVR and I'm just going back and rewatching it. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, no, it's so... So maybe the idea of like these sensations in our head, like when we think back on it, maybe we're like, like, wow, that felt just like it did in my dream, but maybe it really didn't. Right, maybe we're yeah. just going back and we're remembering it, and we're and now we're we're replacing the actual sensation with with what would just happen, saying, wow, it was just like in my dream. Right. Yeah. I think. I mean, I think we could get a grant off a research grant off of that. <laughs> And be like, yeah, so what we want to do is we want to have some really lucid dreams and we want to fuck a bunch of women, right? <laughs> and we're going to do this over like a three-year period and there will be times where we won't, that we won't fuck any women. Um, and then we'll kind of see like, is the brain, you know, interpreting these things based upon the actual sensations or now because he and I both have sex or have had sex, we're going to have to do with some different kind of things that we haven't had these kind of sex with. He, none of us, either of us has a threesome or a foursome or a fivesome, okay? We've never had sex underwater or in outer space or in zero gravity. Um, have you joined the My Hot Club? Me neither. So these are all different things that we don't know how it's going to feel. But sex we're gonna have some space would be pretty fun. We're, we're going to have, except for like, you know, when you, when it's go time. It's go time. Yeah. Oh God, yeah, yeah. See, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> uh, so, uh, God damn these electric sex pants. Oh, uh, and you could not be with the girl who's a squirter. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so, so, yeah. We were like, like, yeah. So these are all things that we're gonna have to have lucid dreams about. And then we'll actually experience them, and we'll see if they match up in any way. So where does one go to get a scientific grant? I think you just have to kind of write about, like, a theory and a proposal, and you just, you know, send to a university and be like, hey, this is what I want to do. We should get started on this. We should. I think we could probably pull this off over a three-year period for, like, half a mil. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, th- I think that it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, half a mil. And I think that and and you know, the thing is, you also have to say like you know, kind of like what you did in school, but like oh, this is my hypothesis, this is my theory, and this is the results I'm expecting to, or that I'm thinking I'm gonna like, get from it, or at least this is what it should um, like. Once all is said and done, I don't know what the end result is going to be, but yeah. I think this is where it's going to uh, be beneficial to people. What we're going to like learn from it, hmm. yeah. And what we learn from this is like how the brain connects things, like you know, um, feelings and sensations, yeah, and memories, yeah, and executing closure, yeah. Brilliant. We and we can write a book afterwards. Mm-hmm. Get those uh, those fat royalty checks rolling in. All right. So, let's take a small break, and then we will um, we will come back and I'll see if there's any other sensations like that. We'll talk about see if there's any other sensations like that that we've experienced. Like, you mentioned, like, breaking something in a dream. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, because uh, I think, right, we've been talking about the physical sensations, but we haven't talked about any, like, mental or emotional mm. sensations that yeah. we experienced in dreams yeah. before they actually occurred. All right, so break, break. This is a really bad movie. Yeah, but the ch- chicks are hot. Oh, so hot! Like the new chick that just showed up. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's like each one that he introduced is a little bit hotter than the last one. <laughs> yeah. This girl's not really doing it for me. Not so much, but man, leather jacket chick has just been tearing me apart. I will say though, in a very non-sexual way, the little girl they showed in the flashback, she was really cute. Yeah, she almost reminds me of uh, like she she doesn't remind me of her, but um, that makes me think of the little girl from Pacific Rim in the oh, flashback yeah. scene. She's walking with her shoe. She's yeah. so cute, just so <laughs> sad. But she's holding her shoe in her hand, calling for her parents. That's so sad. Yeah, that sucked. And she does such a great job too when she like hides behind the trash can. She's crying. Mm-hmm. I know it's been a while since you've seen Pacific yeah, Rim. Yeah, but no, I, I do remember that. Yeah, she does a fantastic job with that. It's weird how they're getting like so many better child actors these days. Because mm. like, back in the 70s and 80s, you could just count on child actors sucking. Mm. Yeah, I know, right? They're horrible. And we're back. Are you a kaiju? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a citizen. I'm a person. My name is Anakin. <laughs> Kaiju are very, very dangerous. My mom said, please, we should black people. Is that true? Yeah, is that true? <laughs> no, if somebody's doing something bad, I try to shoot them in the leg or something. <laughs> Yippee! <laughs> oh, child Anakin. So. Now this is Kaiju killing. <laughs> I'm drift compatible. <laughs> I built my own Jaeger. <laughs> Says I'm the only person who could ever do that. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Okay, so um, so you were talking about like if if uh, we've ever had dreams or uh, executed closure on emotional experiences as well, right? Okay, have you? I'm trying to remember because I kind of feel like I'd anticipated like how I would feel when a close family member died. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think my brain was pretty right on that one, but I'm, again, I may just be like misremembering here, but, um, and, and I think I've talked about this on the show that like, 
the reality of death occurred to me at a very, very young age. Like, I think, I think one of my mom's birds died or something like that. And somewhere within my little three-year-old brain, it was like a few days later that it just occurred to me that it's like, oh, wait, you know, if, if animals die, then people will die. And eventually that means that my family's going to die. And I just had a breakdown. And like that, and like that has always very vividly stuck with me that like that was when mor- uh, mortality kind of became a real thing in my brain. Hmm. And I, I want to say that I, I had to have dreamed at some point about what it would be like for a family member, family member to die. And I don't really remember having any dreams like that, but I mean, it's such a common thing. People dream about losing family members all the time. And I know when my grandma died that, like, that wasn't a totally, you know, foreign feeling to me. Because really, it's just the feeling of loss. It's just exacerbated, like, to right. the nth degree. So it's not like it's a totally new emotion, but it's just a it's a familiar emotion to an extent that you're really not used to experiencing. So I, I have to wonder if, like, I, I must have, you know, dreamed that feeling and it was probably a pretty accurate uh interpretation of what that feeling would be like in real life hmm. but again that's that's kind of a hot take on it just because i i haven't uh i haven't thought about anything like that in a long ass time i remember dreaming uh, that uh that someone uh someone i love had died and the um and i remember like when i woke up that day i felt horrible mm-hmm. like the the emotions that went along with that. Now they weren't dead, but I remember like the entire feeling of it. And like when I woke up, it was like, it was, like, it was, it was you, I woke up feeling drained. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and like, and there was this sudden rush of emotions of, of like you said, like, like the loss and the pain that I woke up feeling, but like, what the hell? Oh yeah. And yeah. then, and then my, my brain was like, Oh, I, last night I played you this movie and it was like, why did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> did you like it? <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, no, oh, oh my god! It's like, and you could, he's like, you could still feel it, you know. And the thing is, is it wasn't real. Mm-hmm. It wasn't real at all. But you, but I felt it. Oh and yeah. Then even after I woke up, I still felt it. And it's like, oh, oh this is horrible. Yeah, I've I've had moments like that, you know, especially in light of like the past couple of years, and you know what all's going on with that, and like I'll I'll have dreams about that kind of shit, and like waking up and just feeling mad. Oh yeah. Or just feeling like you know, man, I just I just want to like haul off and punch somebody right in the mouth. And like I, I've, I've experienced that a lot in recent years. Well, you know, I was telling you that uh, this is not exactly connected, but I was telling you that there's a, a person at work that I don't, um, not quite fond of. Mm-hmm. And um, and one day at work, I was sitting here and uh, I just kind of like passed by them, and then my mind just started this like like going, and it just started running <laughs> this 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 like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, Hold on, what? Hold on, give me a minute. Daydream. Oh yeah. Um, of like this person and I, like getting into a fight. <laughs> um, and and from the time it took me to walk from like the the printer room to my desk, I was pissed. Oh yeah. And it was like it was all in my head from that time. We we're talking about like thirty seconds. I mean, to walk from the printer room back to my desk, and I was pissed, and I was just ready to go over there and just like beat some ass. And I was like, I was like, wait a minute, hold on, I just, I just daydreamed this whole scenario, right? You know what you do in that situation is you walk up to him, you go, hey man, I like to fight, I like to throw these hands. 
Oh. Don't go to that party down the street. They'll smoke all your weed. <laughs> Where are y'all going? Going to dinner? Oh. <laughs> yeah, they'll take your weed and they'll smoke it with you. Right? <laughs> so, but, and I had to actually stop myself. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. This, none of this has actually transpired. Like, this is all in my head. But I was, yeah, I've, I've I was pissed. And yeah, I was I've like, definitely had that. I was, I was like, dude, I was ready to fight. And I was like, shit. <laughs> Um, so it's just kind of weird, like how the, how our brain takes stuff, you know, whether in this case it was just a day, you know, just a daydream, mm-hmm. but it automatically just like got me going and, <laughs> and it just starts pulling information like, Oh yeah, let's go. But you start to, it starts like pulling levers and everything like a, like a, like an old cartoon or like a Rube Goldberg <laughs> device. Oh, it's, it's just kind of weird. And, uh, um, still got that factory theme on my iPod. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but I have, um, I did have any, um, in a dream once. I, I dreamed that, uh, that this was a long, long, long time ago, a long, long time ago that I had a dream that, uh, that I, um, got back together with a, uh, with an old girlfriend and like we had a conversation and we you know kind of made up and uh and then when i woke up the next day i had this feeling like i'd lost something huh. and i was like it's like man it's like you just woke up and i'm feeling weird like like i felt like something was missing like you know, i was like and i couldn't i couldn't place like it's like what is it you know i was like you know, like sometimes you ever get out of bed and you wake up and you feel like you're out of sync with mm-hmm. like the world. Oh yeah. yeah, and you're like it's just it's just a weird Frequently. feeling. It's just a weird feeling like like I'm like I'm like like I'm just slightly out of phase or out of tune, um, and it's just odd because you can't really place it. So I felt like I was missing something, and I couldn't really place it. It just felt weird, like like you know I'm missing something. Something something's not not right. Something I, I, and then it was like halfway through the day, and all of a sudden the that dream kicked back in and I was like, holy shit. It was like, <laughs> that's what I've been missing. It was like, because the whole thing, like it all felt so real in the moment Yeah. that then later it was, uh, it was like, oh yeah, you made up with your ex-girlfriend. You guys were going to start like move forward, like get back together, move forward. Right, but that yeah. didn't really happen. It was in a dream. Right. But you didn't remember the dream or that you'd even dreamed. You just remembered the fe- the feeling like, this this ended yeah and you don't have it now and it was it, it kind of like it kind of messed me up for for a little bit that day well yeah because like it kind of realigned your closure in the situation and so it went from like oh this was resolved in this way but now it's being resolved in this way right but it's not so yeah that's that that would definitely fuck me up a lot and the whole time i'm walking around but like like yeah oh yeah i'm missing i'm missing i'm missing something and then i remember what i was i was missing which is not something i ever had at all yeah and it was just like it was it was so like weird um (laughs) and and crappy but but then that the everything about all the emotions that came with that which don't really exist like Mm -hmm. it wasn't something i ever actually had but in my dream my mind it built up all of this stuff (laughs) Yeah, and uh, then and then it, it like dumps it on me. It's like and now I feel a way about something that never existed in the first place. Yep. God, that's such a mind screw. It is. It is. Um, Camelot. He uh, he dreamed an entire relationship with somebody, 
just like somebody that he created in his head, but like he dreamed about like meeting them at a party and that they started dating and got married and like grew old together and she died. And then he woke up and it was like the most like horrific hollow feeling that he'd ever experienced. You sure you hadn't been playing Roy the night before? <laughs> this guy's taking Roy off the grid. He doesn't have a social security card. <laughs> <laughs> this was like, uh, shit, probably about 10 years ago. So this was like a ways before Rick and Morty. Uh it might have been 11 years ago now. Man, man, that's, uh, that's, that's bizarre. Yeah. Just, yeah, the brain not to be trusted. <laughs> you know, I think that that's like a whole nother podcast topic, but how the one thing we rely on for so many things, just even to just keep, keep our bodies going. Yeah. You no, know, is the one thing that we really can't trust. Oh yeah. And we shouldn't trust it's like, but I need you. I need you so bad. <laughs> but I can't trust you. <laughs> well, it's it's almost like evolution is working backwards. Because we've really grown complacent. And it's just, it's so easy to, like, mislead the brain. And that's why we're in, like, the political situation that we're in. Because all these political campaigns are just emotional appeals. Right. Of saying, oh yeah, you know, I'll give you this stuff and I'll make you feel this way. And... You know, look, look at this poor Native American man weeping over all the pollution on his land and all that. And it's like, it's all just emotional appeals. That guy wasn't really Native American. He's actually Italian. <laughs> really? Iron Ice Cody? No, I, I had no idea. Yeah. He's it's not. He's, a he, me. He, yeah. It's a me. Iron Eyes. <laughs> just to look at all of this pollution, huh? Yeah, Iron Ice Cody is not actually a Native American. He's Italian. You're too skinny. Have us some pasta, huh? Manja, manja. <laughs> Hey, smoke a peace pipe with me, why don't you? Huh? <laughs> What's the matter, you? <laughs> what do you want me to do? <laughs> like lose a war, sweat some ragu? Come on! <laughs> that's not me being racist. That's from the movie Running Scared. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not just like making up some racist shit about about Italians. <laughs> I like the idea of just Italian Native Americans. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, welcome to my casino, huh? <laughs> it would just be like any other casino. Yeah, I'll break your thumbs and then I'll scalp you, huh? <laughs> that would be so feel so bad about getting screwed. It's like, it's like, like you're Native Americans. How could you do this to me? Oh, well, we're not really Native Americans. Oh, okay. It's just a regular casino. I get it now. Woo! <laughs> 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 so for a minute, I thought I was being cheated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Like, an Italian Native American would look very interesting, too. Got, like, the high cheekbones and the... And, like, the, the bronze skin, but then, like, just hairy all over. Oh, that would be... Yeah, because most Native Thick Americans don't nappy. have hair. <laughs> like, they don't, they don't have, like... like yeah, like, yeah. You know, hair no, on the body. They're typically, like, very smooth-skinned. So, yeah, that would look really unsettling. we got to make a comic of this. <laughs> because you... You're part eggplant. <laughs> You're a cantaloupe. <laughs> uh. Oh, so yeah, I, I think it's it's really interesting, like how the brain just just takes things in, and and you were saying that all the 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 uh, these appeal like uh like the electional process, it's all these uh these emotional appeals, mm-hmm. and we think about it like there's so many things that that people do even like the movie you and our big movie fans or books or whatever it's like 
most of them are all emotional appeals. Yep. Even if you watch something that's like an action movie. So let's take something like John Wick. Mm-hmm. John Wick's an action movie, but the whole movie's an emotional appeal. You want this guy to get satisfaction. Oh yeah. You know, and you want you and you're gonna you're like uh, by proxy in almost like a parasitic way, like you know, getting satisfaction from from him getting satisfaction. Yep. And but the whole thing starts off with like you 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 pull on my heartstrings like oh his wife just died yep she gives him a dog now the dog's dead and it's like and you know and it's it's like, it's like oh so now you you've you've gripped me by my emotions and you're pulling hard and you're like feel something and it's like and now I'm gonna now I can't make everything right you know I can't make it right but now I'm gonna this guy's gonna try to get some kind of like you know uh like redemption. You know, and and you're like, yes, I need, I need to, I need to make this pain somehow go away. And you're watching him go through all this stuff, and then as he's struggling to 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 do that, mm-hmm. you got, oh, he may not make it. This person's working against him. This person's working against him. And, you know, and then it says more of those of those pulls in the heart, but like, no, no. But then the whole movie is a is an action movie. But no, it's not an action movie. Yeah. It's another like emotional appeal movie. It's yeah. emotional manipulation movie. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, and that's what, like, that uh, screenwriting book that I was telling you about, Save the Cat, that's what that's all about, is that, like, you have to win people's, uh, like, affections for the character in the opening scene. Right. And that's what that's what Blake Snyder calls the Save the Cat moment. And, like, he's equating that with, oh, you gotta show your guy saving a cat out of a tree. But it's anything that, like, you can relate to, where it's like, oh, yeah, this is not a bad guy and something shitty's happened to him. So, like, in the case of John Wick, yeah, you've got that wife dying, you've got that dog dying, where it's like... Ah, shit, he seemed like a pretty decent dude. I really hate this for him, you know? Right. Like, he, he's he's not a piece of shit, so he really doesn't deserve this happening. And then just, like, he is, you know, he's on your side at that point. You are rooting for him from that point on. And that's why when you have, like, the turn of those things where you see that kind of stuff happening, and the end you realize that, no, this person really was a piece of shit the whole time. You're like, no! Yeah. Oh, and that no. sucks. That's, like, the worst. I hate that. I hate when that happens in movies. Yeah, so, it, yeah, but, you know, it's... All these are these appeals, and it's 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 almost everything that that we experience nowadays are all these uh, emotional manipulations, mm-hmm. and from from like I said this 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 organ that we need mm-hmm. for everything that we do. I mean, it's the thing that keeps us alive. Like I said, but that we can't really trust. Yeah, yeah. At which I mean, I think you know, like once upon a time, I think we could because it was like a survival thing. It's like, the brain originally had, like, these paranoid moments of filling in that closure to be able to say, I don't see anything, but there could be something hiding. Right. Or something like that. And in a lot of ways, that still carries over, because, like, and, you know, we've talked about, like, our our different levels of paranoia. You know, if if a car is behind me and it takes the same turn I've made, like, four times, then I start to think, oh, shit, something's about to go down. Right. (laughs) Especially with me living in, like, a more rural area. Then it's like, they don't, they don't have any reason to be taking all these same back roads that I'm doing. Which, I mean, you know, of course, it never comes to anything. But that's that's where, like, the survival part of my brain is going. You say rural. I say rural. <laughs> rural. I hate that word. So, so, needless to say, we're both totally baked. But <laughs> did I just say you say something about the Holocaust never happening? <laughs> I know you remember that, right? Yeah. <laughs> the amazing pasta maker. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's good but yeah um so i mean like i i think that's i think that's the origins of where our brain started doing that was with survival stuff 
And whether that's like, oh yeah, you know, uh, like Uruk is, you know, he's not in his tent. He might be waiting in my tent to like club me in the head and take my land and my women or something like that. Yeah. Like it, it, I think that's where all that got started is like, I, I have to extrapolate this information because not doing so could mean my death. But then it just kind of moved on from there to, oh, I'm going to awaken other emotions here. <laughs> oh, look, puppies. Doesn't that make you happy? <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, baby seals. Well, what happens if I hit them with this stick? <laughs> so, and uh, I'm going to, hope you don't mind, I'm going to kind of ruin something for you. Sure. If that's okay. No, no, by all means. And for those of you that don't want to have this ruined for you, um, I would say maybe skip ahead three so minutes listen to a different podcast no we're still doing this one um, <laughs> listen to Behind the Bastards <laughs> ours is terrible stop stop sending people over to Behind the Bastards <laughs> unsubscribe from our channel <laughs> no <laughs> the guy who's hiding a Patreon from me is telling you to go listen to, to not listen to us anymore I'm scared of success don't give us any money <laughs> anyway um, in uh, Gindy Tartakovsky's uh, Primal yeah it starts off with um, the the main character, uh, his wife um, and his kids being eaten by this massive dinosaur, Damn. and uh, and it, it's it's pretty brutal. And he tries to like help and stop, and he can't. And they get eaten by this dinosaur, and it's like, oh, holy shit! Because they're playing with him, they're having fun, and you know, it's like, ah. So then he's all angry, and he sets out, and he's on his way, and he encounters a. Uh, like this other dinosaur and and sees like dinosaur has children and he's because the children like the baby dinosaur playing with him and then the mother comes along is like oh i'm I'm not doing anything just playing with your with your dinosaurs uh i mean your your children and um and then actually know a even bigger like an indominus rex kind of thing uh, shows up anyway within the next couple minutes or i guess seconds both the babies have been eaten. Shit. The baby dinosaur is like, what the fuck? What, Gindy, what is their problem? <laughs> I'm like, shit, dude. I mean, we just saw him go through this thing and now he finds you, he was like, you know, and you see him fight to try to save the dinos and the, and the mother dinosaur sees him fighting to try to help and they're working together to try to keep this thing away but nope, no matter, it's like, even though they're fighting really hard, the big thing, like the same thing ate his wife and children, mm -hmm. eats up her two dinosaur children and you're like, that fucking sucks. Yeah, I'm like you asshole. <laughs> and it's like, and I, and I'm sitting here. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, whoa, what? It wasn't even emotional. I mean, it was like an emotional roller coaster because you know, like the roller coaster, you got that first big drop, boom, yep. then it brings you back up. <laughs> I hadn't even gotten all the way back up, and then it dropped, but it dropped lower than did the first. I was like, it's hey, not possible. <laughs> like, so now this roller coaster goes underground. <laughs> I'm like, damn it, Gindy. Oh man. So we just cut to like an interview with Gindy Tarkovsky, and he's like. I just can't stand for people to be happy. Yeah, I was like, you Russian bastard. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I can only think of like that scene from Avengers. It's like, you know, it's like, I tend not to weep over these kind of things. I'm Russian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah, no. I, uh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's... Uh... It's, it's interesting when the hits just, like, keep coming and just, like, get worse and worse and worse as it comes. Yeah. So, I don't think we, we, we really got any resolution to the questions here, but 
Well, uh, we're not we're not scientists, so <laughs> that's one of our problems. Damn it, Jim! I'm a podcaster, not a doctor. Uh, so yeah, yeah, we're not doctors. <laughs> but um, if if somebody wants to uh, award us some honorary doctorates, so we can conduct our research, and uh, yeah, and and I will I will definitely insist on everybody calling me a doctor even though i haven't actually gone to school i just got an honorary degree but i will insist that you refer to me as doctor and i will not answer by anything else worked for bill cosby so um that's why i got those pills we see i'm kind of a doctor (laughs) and uh, you see this this says honorary doctorate (laughs) that means that i'm a doctor So uh, actually was, um, I actually was had a conversation with my boss. I told her like, like I, have a, I have a problem here, and I was like, I said I'm not willing to die on this hill, <laughs> but I am willing to fight damn hard on this hill before I give up. <laughs> um, which is I cannot stand when people who are doctors insist on being called doctors. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, and I, agree. I, I fucking hate that. I hate that so much. And the more you insist on it, the more I won't do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and 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 the, it goes it goes for me just to just greeting you in a very formal you know and respectful way to me treating you like a piece of shit because that's what you're <laughs> asking in my mind that's what you're asking me to do yeah if you're my actual physician I'll refer to you as doctor yeah in the office right <laughs> well I mean even if I see you out of the office oh hey doctor so and so right because well, me yeah, you're, you're my doctor that's fair but if you are a just a doctor. Uh, I'm not going to call you doctor whatever. And if you're like, oh, you know, well, my title is, I don't give a shit what your title is, right? There's never been a point where I've been talking to a lawyer and like referred to them as Esquire. Right. And most, most lawyers I see don't even put Esquire as part of their, their signature. Right. Right. I don't, they, they, the captain of a boat or a plane doesn't mean just that way I call them captain. <laughs> even the military guys in general, right? Some of them are hard asses and they'll be like, you know, when you meet like his daughter or whatever, it's like, yes, general. But other than that, he's just, you know, sometimes people are like, don't call me, sir. I work for a living, which I think that's like, yeah, fuck you, dude. Come on. <laughs> really? Just let that shit go. But like, I'm not an officer. I work for, like, oh, okay, whatever, you know. Uh, <laughs> but still, but they don't insist on being called, you know, I was a lieutenant or whatever, like, yeah. yeah, no, there's like, yeah, I'm I'm just a guy, you know, you yeah. can call me Mr. or whatever. My Based grandpa on... was a drill sergeant in World War II, and like, there was no point where he insisted on anybody referring to him as sergeant. Right. It, but, but somehow I mean, doctors... outside of the army. Right. <laughs> but somehow doctors ins- you know, insist that, you know, call me doctor. No, I will not. <laughs> I, I will not. Because your friends don't call you doctor, right? Yep. Do you call any of the other doctors doctor? No. <laughs> Is but, but for some reason, when you meet a stranger... You call me doctor. Fuck you, ninja. I am not calling you doctor. Next then, time next time a medical student tries to pull that shit on me, I'm going to say only if you refer to me as Archmage, Akomi. Yeah. It's like, no, yo, no, please. Call me, you know, master like, printer technician, Akomi. Because, <laughs> you know, I mean, no. I, you know, I yeah, refer to me as, as, you know, comic creator extraordinaire, you know, Turk 182. <laughs> And it's like, well, well, you haven't earned that title. The hell I haven't. Right. How many comic books have you written? <laughs> All right. And, you know, have Coke and smile. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, so yeah, I just. Before I became a printer technician, I met a printer technician whose nickname was Mopod, which uh, stood for Master of Prince of Darkness. <laughs> I was like, okay, you're crazy as shit, but I like you. <laughs> 
I mean, so as you guys may have uh, know, because I'm not sure how much I went into it on the podcast, but I have created my own religion. Oh yeah. So I mean, I could. I am technically Reverend Turk 182. <laughs> I don't ask people to call me that. You get hella good tax write-offs on that too. Yeah. I mean, I. Uh, so I created my own religion. I could technically insist on people calling me Reverend Turk 182, but I don't. Because it's because it's not that important to me. You just treat me with respect, and you just call me Turk Turk one eighty two, um, Turk to DP, <laughs> Turk to the P, <laughs> Tur- Turkarello, you know. But but yeah, I mean, and I, I I can't stand that. That fucking pisses me off. Because I mean, that's some shit that makes me want to shoot a ninja. I'm just like you know, physician heal thyself. Kablam! Because I just. I'm like, I don't, if I, I ever I, get the call that you've been arrested for killing somebody, I'll know why. Yeah, I'd be like, they insist on being called doctor, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> like, and you'll be just like, well, and then you had it coming. <laughs> God, you'd be a hard person to testify for, of course. <laughs> <laughs> like, has he ever exhibited these tendencies before the incident? Yes. <laughs> yes, like, he did. Is there any, is there any proof? Yes. <laughs> Podcast season one and season two. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, I will I and, will not. And would have been season three if it had happened later. <laughs> hadn't been for that lousy doctor. <laughs> but yeah, I mean I, I can't I absolutely cannot stand that. I mean that's that's some ego shit. Like look, I am not I am not gonna like, you know, like doctor you to a happy ending just because, <laughs> you know, you feel like you like like no, I insist on being called that. And, you know, you insist on my ass walking away. <laughs> I did I actually I I walked away on the person when I was at my old job. Um, and it wasn't over the doctor thing, but this is just kind of the, the, the whole, like, I, I will walk away. So I taught some people how to do something. And this person was um, in a supervisory role. They weren't a supervisor, but they were like a, um, um, they were kind of like a, uh, yeah, like a, like a supervisory role. Um, and I asked them, um, they needed help with, uh, with a system issue and they're like, eh, this thing's not working right. And, uh, and I was like, well, you're supposed to do this, you know, you, and I was like, well, have you been in this program? And they were like, no, I was like, really? Cause in your role as this, like, you know, mid-level supervisor, mm-hmm. you should be in this program every day. How are you answering questions about these things? If you haven't been in this program, cause you need to have that open to look at this stuff to be able to answer these questions. And you know, I don't even remember my password anymore. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, you don't remember your password to get in? Like, I don't, I don't understand. And I was like, do you remember? I was like, we just had this training thing. I just taught you this stuff like two weeks ago. I was like, I was like, do you remember this? And, uh, and I was like, I was like, you know, it's like, like you tell me, tell me yes, or else I'm gonna walk away. And they were like, no. And I no. walked away. Well, yeah. And I, well, I was like, should. I was like, you know, you're not in the one program that you need to. And you're how are you possibly assisting people when you're not in a program that you would need to be in to be able to answer their questions? <laughs> I taught you some shit like two weeks ago, and you haven't not only haven't been using it, but don't even know how to log into it or have even the handouts that I gave you. Yeah. And I walked away, and they never spoke to me again. I was like, I don't give a, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I was like. I'm not here to wipe your ass for you. I, I gave you tissue and a handout and everything. And now you're going to come back to me like I'm your personal bidet. 
kiss my ass. Right, yeah. No, I mean, like, it's part of their fucking job. And I went to my supervisor and I told him, I was like, this is exactly what happened. And I was like, no, I'm not helping them. <laughs> and they're like, well, I can understand and everything. It's like, and if something comes, you know, from their supervisor, they apparently, and the thing is, they didn't go to their supervisor because they would have to explain to them why I walked away. Right. And they didn't want to do that. So they just never spoke to me again. And I'm like, <laughs> don't do me no favors. Right. Don't threaten me with a good time. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just, uh, I, I don't get what people's aversion to technology is like on the job force. Yeah. It's like, and I especially see it a lot in the medical field where it's like, oh, you know, to become a CNA or an RN or whatever, you, you don't have to have any computer training, but it's like, but every fucking thing they do is still on the computer. No, it doesn't affect like how you take care of a patient. You know, if, oh, if somebody comes in with a hurt finger, you know, computer skills aren't going to fix that finger. But at the same time, it's like, well, then you have to go fill out their patient information. You have to run their records. You've got to print off their records, print off all the information the patient needs, print off their prescription stuff. It's like, and these people come into it not knowing how to use computers. Yeah, I, I, I actually had a person once before and they, like, they didn't know how to use Outlook mm-hmm. because they'd only use Google Mail. <laughs> and I'm like, but... The, the the difference is only cosmetic. Yeah. <laughs> it's still the same thing. Right, yeah. How could you not know how to do this? I mean, I understand you haven't used some of these functions before, but yeah. it's still the same thing. I mean, Outlook is glitchy as hell, but I think it's a little bit easier to use than Gmail, honestly. Yeah. Because in Gmail, I'm like, oh, compose. Right, yeah. And I'm like, really? Compose? You just gotta hit the big plus sign now. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, like, it, just work, working IT, that's, that is a big frustration of mine. Of like, you know, no, on the surface, that's not, like, necessary to do your job, but it is still part of your job. And, I mean, shit, I've, I've had people who haven't known the difference between left-clicking and right-clicking. Where I'll be like, okay, just, you know, right-click on this icon so you can hit open as, and they'll just, like, stare at their mouse. And it's like, you fucking know left from right. And you know that a computer mouse has a left button and a right button. This is not hard. I don't know which one's a gas and which one's a brake. <laughs> Man, oh, that's another thing. God, that pisses me off. There's, I don't know what it is about the medical facilities in this area, but people don't know how to park for shit. Yeah. Like, one of the main hospitals that I do, like, probably 80% of my printer repairs at has, like, a seven-story parking garage. And you have to bypass, like so many empty lots because the car next to it just parked way over the white line oh we have a we have a car at my job and we're way off topic here we have a car at my <laughs> job that actually will park purposely in two spots but they don't they don't straddle the line like they, they like, just purposefully park at a 45 degree angle no they 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 will like they will they will straddle the line but not they won't center the car in it they will go like maybe two feet god yeah over yeah every day and they drive a Honda like a like a a cord or something like that. It's, it's, it's not even like a like a like a big fan. I'm like, wait a minute, you're driving like a 20 year old car, and you're parking it like it's like you're like it's made out of gold or some shit. I'm not sure. Every I could... day you park like that, and I'm like, and every time I see it, I just, I mean, obviously I can't do that for a variety of different reasons but every day him? huh you want to key him well, no i, I want to want to like baseball you know when, when <laughs> kids starts playing baseball it's like what's wrong i'm afraid to get hit by the ball so what do you do you in with the ball like now you know what it feels like so it's like oh i don't want my car to get beat up now i beat the shit out of your car now you know what it looks like <laughs> fucking park the right way asshole 
you should uh, get some sidewalk chalk and just like mark lines on either side of where they actually put the car and just like write dick face parking and I just I wish that one day someone would come in and like I would park really close to one side and he'd park really close to the other oh, yeah and then just balk him in <laughs> and because it, it doesn't make any sense like and again I mean, even even if, even if they were like monstrously fat, right? And so they needed that extra space to get out. One, you're not driving that car if you're monstrously fat because there's no way your fat has to sit in that regular seat. If you need if you need that much space to get out, <laughs> so so he's not like the guy from The Simpsons. Like, do you think there's something funny when I'm driving my automobile? Everyone needs an automobile to get around. This was the cheapest one I could find. <laughs> you haven't seen that one. No. Nelson Muntz, like he's like pointed a guy like in a in a like Volkswagen he goes and the guy gets out he like unfolds himself in the car he's like 10 feet tall but he's like all squishing this bug Uh, so so I'm like like, so I know that's not it like you're just parking like an asshole yeah just to park like an asshole and because and because no one's calling you on your shit you feel like it's okay. And like every time I see that, I'm like, no, it's not okay. It's not, it's not. So it's, it's, it's at the end of the world. No, but it's still that whole thing of like, you're like, everyone else is parking the way they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. You have decided that you don't want to, and no one's calling you on your shit. So you're like, yeah, this is okay. I can do this. And rest of you guys are fucking lemmings, mm-hmm. but you goes, but I do what I want. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like, no, it's like, whatever, whatever, I do what I want. I'm like, no, <laughs> no. I, was, I want to miss the Majestic that shit so bad. Uh, I just like, I'm like, oh, man. Oh, man, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. This It's the mechanic. I want a mechanic and I miss Majestic. <laughs> yeah, no, but, it's, uh, uh, it's very infuriating. Like, I'm, it's, road rage is a very hit and miss thing for me. Like, I'll, I'll yell at people if they do something really flagrantly really stupid, but I've, because and I thought that driving more would have actually exacerbated it and made it worse, but as much driving as I do, like I don't really have the oomph in me to get mad at every little thing I see on the road anymore. Because I mean, I, I drive hundreds of miles a week for my job, but there's just something about being in a parking garage and it's like I have driven by eight spots just because people are parking crooked and parking over the line like dick faces. And there's just no reason for it. And that just kicks off road rage for me so much. Mm-hmm. And I say horrible things, like the likes of which have never graced this podcast. I am a print man for the county. <laughs> 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 oh, so we are so far off topic. Yeah. Um, it's a thankless job, too. Um, yeah, but somebody's got to do it. We're actually an hour and eight minutes in, so. Yeah, well, I mean, I think we're kind of done with everything we that we were supposed to be talking about. Yeah, I think um, so. Um, and then we just went off on a tangent here. We, we definitely need to look into getting that grant, because uh, it sounds like a good time. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, um, yeah. I, what, do, what, do you call, what do you call it when, like, you join the, like, when you join the Mile High Club at sea? Um, this is, like, the Mile... Phantom, Fathoms Club or <laughs> the, the Twenty Thousand Leagues Club? Oh yeah, th- the Twenty Thousand Leagues Club. There you yeah. go. What was that? No, see that's under oh, the le- sea. Yeah, leagues are under so, the knots. So, so you'd have to, you'd have to, um, you'd have to have sex on a submarine for it to be the <laughs> Twenty Thousand Leagues um, yeah, Club. Yeah. No, so it would it, uh, boats travel by knots or clicks. Is it knots or clicks? No, knots. Okay. Yeah, click is a military term short for a kilometer, I believe. Oh, ah, okay. Because you know. God forbid that they just say kilometer. Good Googling mother. Um, so, yeah. All right. But, yeah, so this, uh, 
This is us asking the big questions, ladies and gents. Yeah, man. See, new way. It's not always just dick and fart jokes, man. Sometimes <laughs> we actually we're like we're like, hey, I'm curious about this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I I feel like I feel like you're a little bit better about you know bringing about the serious stuff than I am because I just like the stupid hypotheticals. But yeah, no, this this has definitely got me thinking. And hey, we had a good sciencey moment. Um, I, I just gotta say this because I'm flipping, as we're wrapping up here. I'm flipping through channels. There's there's a a movie called Four Got Ten, yeah, right. Um, the number four, G O T, the number ten, and on the movie poster there, it shows Danny Trejo as what looks like a police officer. Yeah, I love Danny Trejo. I think it's awesome, but there is no way in the hell I could ever <laughs> buy Danny Trejo as a cop. No way, no way at all. Yeah, <laughs> Danny Trejo as a cop? No, no, no. I could never buy that. Yeah, I don't think I can really. Swing the. I mean, if 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 I called the police and Danny Trejo showed up, I'd be like, "You're not a cop." <laughs> he could have a bunch of cops around and be like, "This guy's not a real cop." <laughs> yeah, Danny Trejo, you're awesome. Come on the show. <laughs> I like how we always ask people to come on the show that never listen to the podcast right. and would never actually hear us ask them to come on the show. <laughs> like someone's gonna hear and be like, "Oh, hey, these two guys and everything I was listening to, right? They were actually want you to be on the show." <laughs> We've got to have that one listener who's like, who follows all the celebrities on Twitter and just like retweets them all that, the times. Like, hey, you should listen to these fucking losers. They want you to come on their show. The the only person that would possibly be would be us. <laughs> and you know, I can't <laughs> stand Twitter. I'm trying uh, to get better about Twitter. But... I, I I have actually just given up and just said, "Fuck it, I don't like this thing at all." <laughs> I hate it so much with a passion. I, I don't like it either, but I mean, there's just, it, it's, it's too much exposure as an artist for me to pass it up. So I just, I have to force myself. I think this is how much I hate Twitter. This is how much I hate Twitter. The, um, you know how I hate having the little, uh, the little icon on my phone that tells me that, oh, you've got like, so the little red like circle with yeah. the number in it that you've got these many things that you need to look at or whatever that. And I, and I, like in Facebook, I'll just go in it long enough to make it go away and then done. I do not do that with Twitter. <laughs> like I, I, was, I was like, shit, I want that thing to go away, but I know that in order to make it go away, I have to open the app and like, uh, okay, yes, yes, I tapped on it. I've seen them and I will not do it. Yeah. I will uh, not. It'll, it'll go up to like, get up to like 10 before I go <laughs> in there and clear it out. And I hate that red, that red. <laughs> And I just turn that's on push notifications on most of my social media. I don't on Facebook, but well, see, I assume that I that maybe somebody may actually want to contact me since I don't go into it regularly. They know I would know is if I had the push notifications on. <laughs> um, but yeah, I cannot stand Twitter. Yeah, all. I hate it. I find it completely pointless. <laughs> and even even if I, something it, something good came from it. Um, I would still find it pointless. I mean, just because just because something's pointless doesn't mean they can't like you know produce like a nugget of, of like you know generosity every once in a while. <laughs> right. But yeah, point of list. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everybody for giving us a listen. Yeah, man. Make sure you check us out on Twitter. I'm at uh, Turk one eight two underscore ke, and I'm on Twitter at Akomi Draws. Um, give me money and I'll draw for you. Uh, you don't even have to like the podcast. Just, uh, just give me a request and I'll draw for you. Yeah. You want to uh, see Sonic's sexy, crinkly feet? I'll do it. Or, uh, or a, a, a old prospector looking guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, you started laughing, um, but uh, why, why, why you laugh? Well, we're an hour and 15 minutes into this one, so we need to save it for another episode. But oh. tune in next time, folks, and we'll tell the story of my old prospector character. Somebody's trying to obfuscate. No, I'm just trying to have these at a reasonable length. The longer these are, the longer it takes me to edit them. And that's, what, that's why your girlfriend kicked you out of bed. She's like, I just want something at a reasonable length. <laughs> Okay. Oh, that's good. Cool as ice is on this. It's on Tubi. I know this is Con TV. Oh, it's Rift well, Tracks. It's, 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 it's through Tubi. Though. Yeah, but, yeah. but it's, it's Rift Tracks. It's oh, fuck that. Yeah. Okay. Cool well, that's ice. disappointing. Anyway, yeah, we'll we'll catch you guys later. <laughs> Zang yo. All right, there, folks. That was our moms think we're funny. Let's uh. Let's give him a hand.